Welcome to Life in Purple, providing you with the latest from women entrepreneurs, amazing mums, human interest stories, and celebrity guests. Your host, Laura Sprague, discusses women's topics such as success, empowerment, perseverance, lifestyle, and much more. Laura also offers a fun and unique perspective while providing listeners with valuable tips on how to successfully conquer the many issues women may face. Come experience your life in purple. And now, here's your host, the life coach with the most, Laura Sprague. Hello, Lip Talk Nation. Welcome to Life in Purple. I'm your host, Laura Sprague, and thank you so much for listening to this episode with our featured guest, Julie May. Before I introduce her, I just want to say I hope that you've been able to listen to our previous episodes on why purple and glean value from our amazing guests so far. Feel free to reach out and send me an email to laura at laurasprague.com and let me know if anything has resonated with you so far. I definitely want to hear from you and how you are living your life in purple. Today, we have a very special guest on the show. She's an educator, entrepreneur, blogger, and author of the book, Menu Musings. I know many of our listeners out there have read and tried several of your recipes, Julie. And I gotta say, I can't wait to try your recipe on the one that you recently blogged about, Salted Caramel Chocolate Cookies. My mouth literally waters every time I see the pictures. Welcome to the show, Julie. How are you today? I'm great. Absolutely. All right. So as I was looking through your cookbook, I noticed that you have these QR codes. Could you tell me a little bit more about those? Because most uh, books don't have that. So I would love to hear why you put them in your book. Well, I've been an anatomy professor for the last 10 years, and I noticed that against my uh, wishes, my students sit there and, and try to have their phones in their hands the whole time, which every educator hates, but they do, right, because they're teenagers, basically. And I thought, you know, I need to harness that somehow. So as I was doing the cookbook, I, I told the publisher, can we have those little squiggly line things in the cookbook? And he's like, okay, Julie, those are called QR codes. And I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever. And, um, and so he says, uh, yeah, we can have those. And I'm like, well, let's, let's connect those to the blog. Um, I'd like to have an interactive cookbook. And he says, yeah, sure, we can do that. Um, my goal in doing the cookbook was to have an interactive cookbook where we could remove the intimidation from cooking. That's been my goal the whole entire time. And I wanted a cookbook where if people said, hey, how do you do this? I want to make sure I'm on track. And I included some how-to pictures in the cookbook, not just the beautiful main picture, but several pictures um, to guide people along the way, five or six pictures. But if you said, well, Julie, what did you do in between picture three and picture four? You could actually scan the little QR code with a smartphone or a tablet, like if you're cooking with your iPad, and it would take you immediately back to the blog and where there might be 30 pictures of complete step-by-step photos of how to make that recipe. 
That's a really genius idea because we are living in a technology world where um, we need to have instant access. And I love how easy you make it to follow the recipes with the pictures. And I know that it's like one of the world's most interactive cookbooks. So um, it is an honor and privilege to have you on the show. So clearly, Julie... You have become a successful woman and a shining light for many. But before we share your tips for success, I really want our listeners out there to know how your passion for cooking began. Because I know you talk about um, your family being a huge influence. So could you tell us a little bit more about how your passion for cooking began? Well, I grew up in South Louisiana where everybody cooked. The men, the women, the children, everybody had a job to do. In my family, no one was ever too young to cook. I mean, the children, you could lick the spoon, you could stir something, and you know, whatever. And um, earlier in my career, when I went back to school to get my Ph.D., I found myself suddenly a single mother. And I had to be mom, I had to be playmate, I had to do it all. And one way that I could do that and to take care of my young children was to make um, cooking time playtime. So, for example, instead of making one pizza, we could make three pizzas because even a toddler could put pepperoni and cheese on a, on a pizza, right? So that, that was what we did together. So we made that playtime, which was entertaining to them. So my passion from cooking came from my early life with my family of origin. Um, so it's always been something that I've enjoyed. And as my friends would often ask me, mm-hmm. Can you uh, email us recipes? Can you uh, send us recipes? Which became very, very cumbersome. Um, so I started um, emailing the recipes, and, and uh, they would say, well, what do you mean by this? Can you send a picture to go along with it? And uh, that took up a lot of time, too. So eventually I just decided to open up a free blog. And I thought, well, this, this might help because then they could just go to the blog whenever they chose to. And something strange happened after a while. I was looking at the blog, and it wasn't just my family looking at the blog. There were people I didn't know. And uh, one day I got really excited, and I went down the hall uh, to my colleagues, and I said, oh, my gosh, there's 2,000 people looking at the blog, (laughs) you know, (laughs) which I thought was amazing. And fast forward now, there's almost 13 million, which I consider just completely insane, um, but back then I thought, you know, there's 2,000 two, 2, people. Um, but really the blog just came out of a necessity of just putting recipes up for my friends. And I think anytime you're doing something like that out of your heart, um, because the blog never was a money-making thing for me. It really was just to put things up for my friends, to, for my family, um, just for people. It was, you know, it was just a, a tool that others to share recipes for other moms that needed recipes um, that they could do quickly after work for their families. Um, and now it's helped so many people, and that's really, really satisfying to me when someone writes into me and says, you know, I made your recipe for my family, and they loved it. Mm-hmm. And that's so satisfying to me. Or I get a, um, uh, a message from an Army wife that says, you know, when my husband went off on deployment, I couldn't cook a thing. And now I've made these recipes, and I'm so excited for him to come home because when he comes home, I've made several of your recipes, and, he, and he's going to love them. I can't tell you how much that warms my heart. So 
It's been such an enjoyable thing for me. And I think when you do things out of the goodness of your heart mm-hmm. and not for an ulterior motive, I think that's when I think that's when you're going to be a success. You know, Julie, I really love um, how you pointed out two specific things to me, and I really want to point it out to Lip Talk Nation, how at the very beginning you said make cooking playtime for your kids because you did it out of necessity, but your creativity made it seem fun for your kids. And then that led to the second thing that stood out to me is that it was out of your heart and how you began this because you really enjoyed it and you want others to enjoy it and you saw um, how it grew your blog that you started out of necessity just for your friends grew to 2000 and now you say over to 13 million truly um, you can definitely see it that it comes from your heart and that you still make it playtime for people even for the army wives military wives who didn't know how to cook and now they do for when their husbands come home so I got to ask you this what kind of obstacles did you have to overcome specifically on how you deal with work and family life oh so many obstacles I I think almost anytime you actually decide to do something specific that's when you actually have the obstacles um number one when I went back to get my PhD that's when I suddenly found myself as a single mother again um I wouldn't have started on my PhD if, if I was a single mother um because I had that support, and all of a sudden the support was taken away from me. But there was no option to fail. When I looked at those two small preschool children, there was not going to be an option to fail because I wasn't going to fail them. So that wasn't an option. So that was an obstacle. When I started doing the blog and I would submit my photographs to you know different sites, there were obstacles there. Number one, I wasn't a blogger. I mean, you know, you can call yourself a blogger, but I really wasn't a blogger. I didn't know how to write code. Um, I wasn't a professional photographer. When I would look at other bloggers, I'd say, oh, my gosh, I'm not a professional photographer. Look at their photography and look at mine. That was an obstacle. I wasn't a professional chef. I'm just, I was just, you know, a girl who, I was just a girl. I was just a mom. You know, I wasn't a blogger. I didn't write code. I'm not a chef. I'm not a photographer. It's like everywhere I went, there was an obstacle. But what I did do was from my heart. And I was doing it to encourage other people to cook. Because what my blog is about, because there are 10 million blogs. I really don't know what the number is, but let's just call it 10 million. Mm -hmm. There are 10 gazillion blogs out there. But what my blog is about is, t- is teaching people to cook with their families, not for their families. And I knew that if I put up a blog and my recipes gave people step-by-step photos and taught them to cook with their families, with their children, and I was doing it from my heart, then that's what was going to be important. Yes, ma'am. I love how you pointed out uh, that there is no option to fail for you, despite the obstacles that you said you had to overcome because you weren't a blogger and you didn't know the code and you said you weren't a chef, but you still decided that there was no option to fail because you looked at your children and you're like, I will succeed. And I really love that. And I want Lip Talk Nation, Julie, to understand that they can decide also that there's no option to fail. So as you were overcoming these obstacles, will you tell us what you were telling yourself? You know, because I know that you've probably experienced some dark times, but basically what were the lies that you believed? That I probably, I was not good enough. Mm. Because when I compared myself to 
the I'll call them the professional bloggers. You know, that's when, when you start when you start looking at other people and comparing yourself to them. That's when you start believing those lies. It's just like when these teenagers are looking at the fashion magazines. You know, that's it's awful. And the, even the people in the fashion magazines don't look like that. And, you know, we need to teach people to look at who they really are, not comparing themselves to others. That's, that's the lie. Um, it, um, you have to... I've always had a tremendous fear of failure. And when I c- compare myself to those people, that's the lie that you start to believe. So you just have to step back and you have to figure out a way to make it work. You have to think, you have to not take no for an answer. Um, you, you can't believe the lie that you're not good enough. You, you have to not compare yourself to other people. Yes. You know, Julie, I've asked this question to several people now, and this is the same answer. We believe that we're not good enough, and I really want um, my Lip Talk Nation to understand this, to stop believing that, because every person that I've found who have chosen to move forward and become successful like you have, this was something that you suffered with as well. And I love how you said you have to step back think and not take no for an answer. So Lip Talk Nation, do you have that? Don't take no for an answer. You are good enough. Okay, Julie, so now it's time to tell us how you achieved your success. So what was it like when you realized, oh my goodness, I'm succeeding? Absolutely crazy. When I realized that people were following me, kind of (laughs) crazy. And I think I had this same experience like in in grade school when I would look at the papers that other children would write and I would feel like, you know, I can't write a paper like that. And and I would doubt myself. It's the same same principle as as the blogs. But then if I would write my paper first, I would get a a wonderful grade, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the same with the blog thing. So when I would just say, you know what, I've got to stop comparing myself to them and I'm going to do my own thing because you know what? Darn it, I am good enough. So don't look at them. Don't look at the fashion magazines. You're good enough. Do your own thing. Be the leader. I have to really stop you right here because you pointed out something really good. And you said stop comparing yourself. And I really want the listeners right there because some of them are are broken and they're wanting this information and we've got to point out to stop comparing. And I have to say thank you so much, Julie, just for this simple fact alone. So I really, really appreciate it. So, Julie, could you walk us through maybe your routine during the day? Do you have any affirmations that you tell yourself? Do you do any kind of meditation? What could you tell us what that looks like? I, I don't know if I do any type of meditation, but th- there is one mantra that I have, and mm-hmm. and I I learned this sort of on the spot when the first time I did a double block diamond slope, um, I found myself looking almost straight down this hill thinking, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? And the whole way down, I I said to myself, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Probably 15 million times. Mm -hmm. And I can do this. And I think all the the listeners out there, you know, that's what you have to tell yourself. I can do this. And that's very, it's very simple, but I can do this. And I think my readers, you know, it's the same thing for your listeners. I can do this. And, and I think people appreciated because the thing that I doubted myself over the most, which was 
I'm not a photographer, I'm not a chef. I think that's the thing that actually worked best for me because they thought, because if, if they looked at, at, at one of those pictures on the blog or one of the recipes and they go, oh, well, yeah, that's beautiful, but you're a chef, so you know what, I can't do that. But, but they flip it around and go, oh, but you know what, she's not a chef, she's just a mom like me. She's got kids like me. She's got a job like me. So you know what? If she can do this, I can do this. I love how you say flip it around, Julie. I can do this because I tell my listeners to think the opposite because we really want to stop the negative voice. And that's clearly right. what you did. I can't right. do this because it wasn't I the can fact. Do this. Yes. It wasn't the fact that you were this you know, really good photographer, but you were a mom and you were wanting to show how real, you know, how life can real be. Real mom yes. doing real food. Yes, real moms doing real With food. With your kids. I, yeah. I absolutely love this. And I really want to point out to Lip Talk Nation once again, I can do this. You I know, can do stop this. that negative talk. You are good enough. Okay, so what is one thing you would love the listeners to understand about staying positive? I think the most important thing for people to try to achieve in their lives is balance in all things. It's the same principle as moderation, like everything in moderation, even moderation, because I think people can go overboard on moderation, Uh you know, and work some, play some, relax some, and I think we get really, really caught up in some things, and I think uh, balance is the most important thing to try to achieve in our lives. Lip Talk Nation, did you catch that? The most important thing that you need to have is balance. And like Julie said, even moderation needs to be in moderation. Right. Yes, that's right. so encouraging and such a, a real answer for our listeners. So, again, for our listeners that are going through their own obstacles but want to conquer them, give us some final advice on that will help them. I think sometimes we just need to step back and reassess the situation because there's usually an angle that can be changed if you really, really are motivated enough. Ah, I like how you say if you're motivated enough to step back, because I have to do that myself, is to stop and reflect, because otherwise I, I don't really grow. So Lip Talk Nation, did you hear that? Step back. Julie has given us some really valuable tips to help us conquer the darkness and to move forward in your careers and being a mom and being a blogger even. All right, Julie, thank you so much. We're moving on to a different part of the show, and it's called our lightning round, and we want to get to know you on a different level. Are you ready? All right. Okay, here we go. go. Yes. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Mm, the ability to keep my children safe at all times. Absolutely. I think I'm right there with you. I, it's not, there's not a time that goes by. I think that I don't really think about my kids. So awesome. How do you like your coffee? Mm, a little sweet and creamer. Sweet and creamer, indeed. All right. Most embarrassing moment, Julie. I found a typo in, the, in my cookbook where I flowered the, the board but on the instead of putting F L O U R, it says F L O W E R. So someone flowered the board with flowers. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's in the book, in the cookbook, in in print. I need so to go that's find pretty that. Embarrassing. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Are you a shoes or a bag lady? Oh my gosh! Well, I have some really really fabulous shoes, but I thought I find the older I get, uh-huh. the more I want really uh, more I want to wear tennis shoes. So. I don't know. I think I'm a bag lady now. 
<laughs> That's so great. I think I am too. All right. So could you tell us what your favorite movie is? Uh, it's a Wonderful Life, hands down. That's pretty awesome. You know, the, yes. the Christmas movie? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love um, at the end of the movie. It's just a um, very inspirational part. Yeah. All right. So final question here, and I need to know this, and my listeners need to know this as well. How does your toilet paper roll, top or bottom? The top. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. My husband loves the top as well, so I adjusted it in our marriage. So it goes on the top. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank Julie, you, Laura. Yes, thank you so much for letting us to get to know you as a successful entrepreneur and also on a deeper level. I know that you have added value to myself and Lip Talk Nation. Now, where can our listeners go and find out more about you and purchase your book? And maybe tell us um, where your new cafe is located. Well, my new cafe, Asiago, is in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and it's wonderful. I have a international and domestic cheeses, and that's really fun. We just started our second week, and we're having lots of fun there. To get the, uh, to get the cookbook, um, listeners can go to menumusings.com or indigoriverpub.com and purchase the book there. Well, that's really great. All right, listeners, I hope that you've understood the value that Julie just gave us because there's very valuable tips um, to, to move forward, take uh, time to reflect, and that you are good enough. Julie, again, thank you for spending time with us at Life in Purple where the broken can heal and the successful can conquer. It's been a pleasure hearing your story, Julie, and letting our listeners Thank glean. You, Laura. Yes, and to glean value from your experience. Okay, Lip Talk Nation, if you have enjoyed today's episode or one of our previous episodes, I would love to hear from you. And if you're an iPhone user, go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And for Android users, send me a quick email to lara at laurasbragg.com. We appreciate you and we'll see you soon. And as always, what you say is what you become.